Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Um, today's episode about gaming is going to change a little bit. In the past, I've talked about what games I've liked and what things I've liked to do and and how I feel that it has changed over the years. Um, I'm going to be doing something a little bit more um, interesting today. I'm going to be talking about the role of being a parent and finding some common ground with your children as they game. Um, because gaming really can do a lot of good at the same time. It can help you bond with your children, which some people tend to have a difficult time trying to find a common ground with your children. It's not just necessarily sitting down and playing a game with them, but it's also listening to how they react to the game and working with them through that. Like we started, Gabriel started gaming um, with Fortnite. Gabriel's my oldest of my last three. He started gaming with Fortnite, and I was really concerned about the way he was responding to that game. His reactions, his uh, interactions with his brother and sister after playing that game. Now, as a lot of parents know, we get frustrated. We get a little riled with the way our kids respond in certain games. But we, we don't necessarily look for a solution. Well, the solution would be to teach your child, hey, you know, it's only a game. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. It's good to be a winner. It's good to be a loser. Because as a loser, you've got to face the fact that you're not the best on the playing field. And the more that we tell our children this, the more that they need to strive to become the best that they can be as a human. I see a lot of gamers that they get so angry about losing. They, you know, I've seen people throw uh, controllers on the ground. I've seen people break their keyboards. I've seen people hit their screens. It just it comes down to a fact of you need to control that issue. You need to revel not only in the wins but the losses. Be excited that someone else won. It's not that bad. And even my kids go to jujitsu and they teach them that. Be excited about your losses because you're doing this that no one else can do. You know, and as it comes around, you've got to teach your kids the same way about gaming. Hey, I can't play Fortnite. I, I've even tried with my son. It is not a game I'm good at. And so... In each game, it's not necessarily you're going to find one gamer that is good at all games because you're just not. Um, and as a result, we need to teach our children the same thing. One of the cool things that I have been trying to do with Gabriel is we, when Fortnite was out, they had this creative spot where you could create your own map and people could run around. And Gabriel had a wonderful time. We had a great time playing it. But the only problem was is that it still had that same level of toxicity. And a lot of kids, like we had to cut off one kid completely who was a friend of Gabriel's for a little bit. But his level of toxicity towards Gabriel when playing the game was embarrassing. Um, and you should not allow that. You should not allow that as a parent to allow it to continue. Pardon me. Woo. Um, and what I'm meaning by that is you don't yell at the other kid. You just simply pull your kid back from involving in that game with that kid. 
Gabriel's a pretty decent player. He's not perfect. He's not the world's greatest. But this one kid, because he plays all the time, is a lot better than Gabriel. Just like going to jiu-jitsu. The more you practice, the more you involve yourself in jiu-jitsu, the more you're going to learn and the better you'll be on the mat. And just like gaming, the more you play the game, the more you involve yourself in the game, the better you're going to be because you're going to learn some skills that others are not going to. But also at the same time, this young man was calling Gabriel all sorts of horrible names. Yet he'd say he was Gabriel's friend. And it was like, wait a second here. If you have a friend, my dear son, (laughs) who is nice to you, cares about you, is there for you, you know, that's a true friend. But if you have a friend that's calling you names and calling you everything under the sun, that's not really a good friend. And so I had to teach Gabriel about being friends. And as a result, Gabriel pulled back from this young man in gaming. And then this young man even was calling him out for not gaming with him. Oh, I'm too good for you. You're such a wimp. And Gabriel just went, whoa, I don't want anything to do with you now. And told it to his face. I'm not gaming with you. I'm not playing with you because you're so toxic about this gaming. And gaming isn't the world. And I thought to myself, wow, he, he, he my son got it. Boom, right on the top. So proud of him. So we started looking at other things that Gabriel could do and other games that Gabriel could play. And Gabriel's always loved roadblocks. He's had some good friends that he still calls friends, and I, I, I support those friends. And they goof off once in a while. It's not really super heavy. So now we're coming to something that – trying to find something that I can do with my son because I really don't like roadblocks, Minecraft. I just – it just doesn't do it for me. And we I came up with this idea of going back in time. No, we can't hop into a time machine, spin the wheel, and hope that we don't end up with the Morlocks. Um, what I want to do is go back in time and um, play some older games that I fell in love with, that I loved to play because they were really simple games to play that were fun. And the one of the funnest games I ever got to enjoy was a game called Quake. It was the, because all my friends were playing a game called Doom and Doom 2. And and they were really heavily influenced by those and they thought that was great. But the only problem with those game systems is somebody could be near a wall and you could point the at the wall and kill the person over there. Not the per you could shoot the wall, not the person, and you'd kill the person with a gun. And it wasn't splash damage, which means that you know the person here got a little bit of the rocket damage, which does happen in a lot of games. They use what's called splash damage, which would make sense. But you'd kill the person by shooting the wall, and I really hated that with uh, with that game, and it. It also didn't allow you to uh, operate more than just a single plane. So if the person was higher than you, you couldn't shoot them very easily. It was more difficult to do so. And it really annoyed me 
in that game. I was not very pleasant with it. And I, I couldn't, because I don't look at games as one-dimensional. Um, where I was, my friends were like, well, I'm the best at Doom. And I'd get in, they'd just absolutely murder me. Quake 1 came out, and I really took off with Quake 1. It just was my thing. I could get it. My friends would jump in, and I'd just obliterate them. And they'd be like, oh, Doom is so much better. I'm like, dude, this is where the games are going. Right here. This is it. They're going to follow Quake. They're not going to follow Doom. They're going to follow Quake. And what you had from that point was a vast... Uh, change in the environment of gaming. We started looking at more than just the simple single plane. We started looking at up and hiding and ducking and covering and rolling and, you know, leaning and all this stuff because Quake brought that in. Then later Quake 2 came out and it was another revolutionary step. So where did I think I was going to go? Quake 1 or Quake 2? Well, the problem being is I loaded Quake 1 onto my system, and I could not get it to accept my new monitor. It would revert back to this, gosh, awful screen resolution. And yeah, that's fine for back then. It's not fine for now. And finding command line... Um, tweaks and all that i just can't be bothered i cannot be bothered to have to learn how to once again tweak the command lines not going to do it um because all you have to do is hit your tilde key on your keyboard drops down the um the ability to tweak the game you can even type in god mode go into god mode and what I started, what I did is I downloaded it, tried it out, played it for a few hours, went, oh gosh, I really miss this game. And I do. I miss Quake 1 because it was simple and it was enjoyable. And I thought, wow. Sit down, play a game with my son that I could revel in again and yeah he's gonna still be better than me because i'm quite a bit older and a lot of my skills have dropped off but at the same time i've played it for a lot longer than he has but he's faster than me his reflexes are faster than me it even shows on the jujitsu mat right now the only thing that i've got going for me is a knowledge in taekwondo to keep myself from getting hurt with him because he is so much faster than me. And he knows a lot more about jujitsu than I do. Um, and how do you prepare yourself to do this? Well, you got to practice. So I, I, I opened up Quake 2, played it for quite a bit last night and went, Oh, yeah, I remember these. I remember the levels. I remember all the fun. I, oh, yeah, this was so enjoyable. So for an hour, I played it and went, yep, this is what we're going to do. So I, I tweaked the, the, the Quake 2 to work well with my system. Uh, the graphics still aren't that bad, surprising enough. They're, they're not the world's greatest, but OpenGL did a great job back then. And so I'm 
looking at this whole thing and going, okay, how do I get my son ready to enjoy this game? So I'm going to throw a pitch to him. I even got the um, my OBS studio ready. Um, today I'm going to give it a shot with a few friends and see if my friends can see me playing the game. If they can see me playing the game, that's that's fantastic. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, and see what we can do as having fun. And also see whether or not people can see us streaming. The difference this time in being able to stream versus last time in trying to stream with an online game is the online game is using bandwidth as well where I'm going to be just using my router and going head-to-head -head against my son via two computers in the same room. And not using the internet to do that, only using the router. So it's not going to be using any internet bandwidth. So we should be able to, by theory, allow us to send out the stream. Which is going to be quite fun. I'm looking forward to it. I will give it a shot today and hopefully be able to play and stream a little bit of Quake 2. If that's the case, we're going to have a wonderful time. It's going to get some real interesting reviews, and I hope that you'll take the time. It won't be done today. Um, going to have to work with Gabriel a little bit about the rules of the up-and-coming competition which Gabriel is going into, which I'm so proud of both Gabriel and Hezekiah. Uh, today they're jumping into a jiu-jitsu, I mean Saturday they're jumping into a jiu-jitsu championship here in Tasmania, Australia. And I'm so very proud of these kids. Um, the better they get, the, you know, the more confidence they're going to build. Even if they lose, they're doing so much more than so many other kids. Because I'm looking at the divisions, and I'm, I'd have to say that, you know, in any gaming situation, this is, you know, Taekwondo, mixed martial arts. These are gaming issues just in real life. We just don't look at it that way. Um, and, and my sons are are going to be competing in a level that so many other kids don't. And I, I've been telling them, if you walk away from this, you walk away from being the best you can be, and that's all that matters. So my kids have got a one in – my youngest son, Hezekiah, who's nine, has got a one in five chance of being on the podium. Awesome. One in five chance of being on the podium in his division. Awesome job. So proud of him. My son, Gabriel, he's also got a one in six chance of being on the podium. Little harder for him. You know, uh, this is his, the this is only their second time actually competing, but their first time in competing at a higher level where we're talking kids from all over the state are coming in to do this. So really proud of my kids for competing in a different area where you think that they should and so proud of them for doing it um what else 
Well, we hopefully will see that we'll be able to do a little bit more in the gaming. If this becomes a success on Quake 2, we'll probably do it for a few weeks. Knowing Gabriel, he'll want to do it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, but we'll also be at the same time, Gabriel and I will be working on um, a little bit of playing together in other games and just having a good time. A bonding session with my son. What Gabriel doesn't know, and this is kind of a, a surprise for him, is I'm also going to be getting his brother into this. So we're going. I'm going to purchase another mouse and plug it into the computer for Hezekiah. I've got a third PC that he can play and that Quake will play on. Because the, the laptop is is not a super fast laptop, but it's a good laptop, and it's good and robust. So putting Quake 2 on it, I think Hezekiah will have a wonderful time. Uh, the only thing it's going to hamper Hezekiah is he's doing wireless and we're doing wired. Um, and there's really no way to change that for his laptop the way it's designed. But that's okay. I'm, I'm really excited for having both of my boys play. Um, really excited about sitting here. Knowing Neve, she'll get a little jealous and she'll hop on too. So, which will be exciting. Not that there is a a, a, a version of Quake Two on the iOS. So, what we'll have to do is we'll play Round Robin and swap machines, and we'll see what happens. But I know that Gabriel's gonna get really super surprised with his little brother because Hezekiah is fearless. And he'll, he'll do things you don't expect him to do in a game. I've watched him. He gets really mad when he loses, but he does things that are unexpected, that you wouldn't normally think of doing. Um, like at one time, I gamed with a friend who did a thing called the backwards Betty. And the backwards Betty was really simple, but it was ingenious at the time. And nowadays you might think it wasn't, but at the time of gaming, it wasn't done. It was not thought of. It wasn't. It wasn't something to enjoy when you're running around chasing somebody, and all of a sudden you come around this corner and boom, you're dead because he pulled the backward Betty on you. And the, what the backwards Betty was is you're running so fast and you're getting somebody so mad because they can't kill you. You turn a corner and you back up as fast as you can into a corner. And the person comes around because they're only focused on you running, not backing up. As you come around that corner, you're greeted by a rocket launcher in the back. He doesn't shoot you from the side. He shoots you from the back where the least amount of armor exists on most games like this. Um, and you sit there and you go, oh. And you'd get so frustrated, you go, backwards Betty, baby. <laughs> you know, and Rob was really funny like that. And I had a lot of respect for him. He was really good. Um, and the, the two of us used to tie on the numbers. So we'd have like 15 guys running around on a map. And, or it was maybe even eight. I can't recall. It's been a long time since I've played. Uh, and I don't recall the maximums that you were allowed to play with on Quake 2. But it was it was fantastic. It was enjoyable. 
and to watch what happens and play with your friends. Yeah, it's excellent. It's going to be a fun time. I hope, sincerely hope that you can find us on Twitch. Um, let's see, Twitch. We are twitch.tv forward slash shadow alley. That's shadow, A-double-L-Y, one, shadow alley, one. That's where I'm at. I hope that you can take the time and um, let me know how you view it, how you see it, and uh, we'll hopefully have a good time doing it. We'll talk to everyone later. Thank you again, and have a wonderful time. Bye now. Hey, thank you for taking the time and listening to today's episode. I just want to say that it's really difficult to um, find work as a 50-year-old trans woman. Um, I have three children, and for me to continue to be a member of society, I have found different ways of making an income. I lecture. I write books. I write articles, and I do these podcasts, and I also have a blog. <laughs> In the past, I've used such things as having membership drives through like GoFundMe and stuff like that. Um, but what I've done this time is I've gone to Patreon. That's www.patreon.com, Alina Robbins. So, slash Alina Robbins. Sorry about that. It's you, the user, who keeps me able to continue to do this. And for as low as $3 a month, I'm allowing you to do more than just support me in creating content in my different platforms. I'm also giving you the ability to read my latest books that I'm putting onto Patreon. So if you look at it, say 10 chapters down the road, you've purchased a book, $30. And you've not only done that, you've supported my blogging, my podcasting, my writing, my gaming with my children, which is going to be fun. You're doing a good thing, and you're allowing me to be a member of society that can pay you back as well. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your efforts. So once again, for as low as $3 a month, you can join me on patreon.com forward slash Lena Robbins. Thank you much, and I do appreciate you. Hey, thank you for taking the time and listening to today's episode. I just want to say that it's really difficult to um, find work as a 50-year-old trans woman. Um, I have three children. And for me to continue to be a member of society, I have found different ways of making an income. I lecture, I write books, I write articles, and I do these podcasts, and I also have a blog. <laughs> In the past, I've used such things as having membership drives through like GoFundMe and stuff like that. Um, but what I've done this time is I've gone to Patreon. That's www.patreon.com, Alina Robbins. So, slash Alina Robbins. Sorry about that.
it's you, the user, who keeps me able to continue to do this. And for as low as $3 a month, I'm allowing you to do more than just support me in creating content in my different platforms. I'm also giving you the ability to read my latest books that I'm putting onto Patreon. So if you look at it, say 10 chapters down the road, you've purchased a book, $30. And you've not only done that, you've supported my blogging, my podcasting, my writing, my gaming with my children, which is going to be fun. You're doing a good thing, and you're allowing me to be a member of society that can pay you back as well. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your efforts. So once again, for as low as $3 a month, you can join me on patreon.com forward slash Lena Robbins. Thank you much, and I do appreciate you.